Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Apple Circle Podcast. This is the show that is finally starting to get back to a regular basis of posting, but we're never going to miss an Apple event week. Come on, that is that is like breaking like the cardinal rule of being an <laughs> Apple fan. You just can't do that. I'm back. I'm Robert Rosenfeld, joined by Matt Gonzalez, Jesse Ortiz. Guys, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How about you, Robert? I'm doing great. You know, it's yeah. it's been uh, fun. I listened to you guys last week or the week before I listened to the last Apple Circle podcast. A lot of great predictions on there, which kind of came true from this week's event. Uh, it was a lot of fun to listen in. Even if I'm not on, I'm always going to listen. Got to support <laughs> uh, the Apple Circle podcast. But Matt, how is your By afternoon way, going? I just want to say, though, Robert is talking like as if he didn't just see us like 10 minutes ago. I know. <laughs> well, th so this is the first time to, to pull the curtain for a minute. This is the first time we've ever actually recorded us uh, remotely. So I see no one right now but a blank screen. Well, with some notes. Uh, but I'm just talking to myself, basically. Are you talking to him? Yeah, yeah. It's working out. We're here. Uh, but we're with yeah. you. What were we saying, Robert? Oh, I was asking you how your day was going, Matt. Oh, everything's going well. Lots of stuff to talk about this week. I mean, I, yeah. Usually, usually that's the case when when an Apple event happens. But we actually haven't talked about any of the stuff that Apple announced. Not not in. So we talked last week or whenever the last time we did a podcast was about rumors of new hardware, which we did see, and then we also saw the Apple event. So tons of new stuff. Yes, I guess, I guess why not just jump into it? We had the event on Monday. We got the long-awaited uh, reveal of the streaming services, along with some other stuff we kind of half expected and sort of really expected. Do you guys think, should we, should we lead up from like least exciting to most exciting, or should we just start with the TV service and then just kind of go from there? I think, yeah, well, maybe we should just go in order of announcement. Yeah, so let's start with uh, Apple News Plus. We knew this was coming for a while after Apple acquired Texture back, was it 2017 or 2018? Like just about a year ago, they acquired magazine subscription service Texture that basically led you to like to pay a monthly rate and then be able to read as many magazines as you wanted to. Of course, all the ones that opted into that service. Apple acquired them. We heard it was going to get rebranded uh, as part of Apple News and lo and behold, the rumors were correct. Who would have thought? And uh, it's now called Apple News Plus. Uh, if you didn't already see the announcement and stuff, you get 300 magazines. There's some news publications in there as well. It's all curated. All the recommendations stay on the device, so there's no uh, advertising track, advertiser tracking going on. Rather, um, there's no algorithm that you're being thrown into uh, as part of a large group. It is all on the device, all safe and secure. I don't know. I was kind of underwhelmed. What do you guys think? I don't. I, I don't know if we're necessarily the target audience for this or not, but I couldn't really care less. That's well, exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, uh, this. This is, I guess, kind of step back a little bit. The whole premise of this event was services, right? right. So that's kind of how they started off, and they had a whole checklist of of ideas that they wanted each of their services to to incorporate. The big one was privacy, easy to use, like kind of the normal stuff. But like privacy, they hit on very hard, um, and then. But yeah, the, I, I totally agree that Apple News is maybe not Apple News Plus, I guess. I, I'm not, it's going to take a while for me to get used to that name. But <laughs> uh, Apple News Plus is not exactly in our demographic, I don't think. Magazines, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember the last time I ever like looked at a magazine or cared to look at a magazine. But but I guess it's here. So if you're, if you're one of those people, that's good. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. Like, if you wanted for ten bucks to be able to like read a bunch of magazines or like different news sources, like Wall Street Journal, which I think is like on its own higher has a higher monthly price tag on its own per month than the whole thing with Apple News Plus. So I guess that's a win. But if you're not really into magazines, I mean, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just there, kind of in the news app. That if you don't care about this, you probably weren't using the news app anyways to begin with. So. Jesse, are you are you big into uh, magazines, or is this like your your favorite part of the the day? I mean, yeah, I haven't. I feel like I'm in Matt's boat. Of, I don't remember the last time I even opened a magazine. So, I think we all know we all knew this was coming, and I think all of us already knew we're not getting this. This is the one service that we don't really care about. We're not going to subscribe to it. I guess ten dollars isn't a bad price. Like it's pretty good. Cause I know most magazine subscriptions are a little bit more than that. So. I guess if you're a magazine person, this is really cool. But 
for me, it's like, okay, that's that's fine, whatever. I, and I mean, too, the, I don't even use the Apple News app in general. So everything about this part was weird to me. I, I wasn't actually going to ask you guys, do you guys even use the Apple News app at all? No, not usually. I, I, I do, actually. I use it mm-hmm. pretty, I wouldn't say every day, but a pretty good amount, a few times a week. Yeah, no, that's not to make it seem like I don't like the app. The app is fine. I just don't use it. Yeah. When, yeah. When I mean, it's like, as right. far as news aggregator goes, I think it's one of the best ones out there. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't really like Google News that much. This feels like I get more for like my screen real estate, if that makes sense. Uh, so I mean, I use it. I like it. If I'll, well, okay. Here's here's another kind of cool thing about this is that there is a free month trial of News Plus. So if you want to try it out, you don't actually have to pay for it just yet. You can try it out. You get a month. You can see everything that it has to offer. So I'll probably end up doing that, and who knows? Maybe I'll really like it, and I'll like keep it around. But yeah, it's not it's not necessarily calling for my ten bucks a month. Kind of interesting as well. This is probably the most underwhelming part of Monday, and also the only one that we actually got our release date on, which was released on Monday. And also only uh, one of the only ones we got a price on. So take make yeah, of that what you will, but. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think it, this one is the one that they basically had ready to go because they just bought Texture. They bought yeah. all those deals, everything. They just basically changed the name and integrated into the news app. So really nothing new here. I do know that Texture was like a pretty decent big service. Like people use it. So I get why this is a thing. But I think for all of us, we're a little bit more interested in what they talked about next, which I'm trying to remember what they started with. Did they start with... Apple Arcade or the card? It was the card was, I believe, number two. All right. So the card was very interesting. This is, this this was rumored very, very slightly. Like it wasn't something a lot of people were talking about. But basically, Apple now has a credit card, which is that the more I think about it, it's like super weird. That doesn't, it's Apple and they have a credit card. It makes sense for Apple because like money, but for us, like the consumers, (laughs) it's such a weird, it's such a weird thing to, to get behind. But basically this is a credit card that you sign up through on your iPhone. It basically lives on your phone, lives on your iOS devices on your Mac too, I think. Um, and, and it's, you use it like a normal card. So the kind of the idea is you use Apple pay. And instead of using the card that you inputted yourself from your bank, you just use the Apple card. It's a credit card. It has rewards programs. It has, uh, they didn't really talk about like what the interest rate and stuff like that is. So we'll, we'll see about that, but it's got a nice interface. So you can see what you owe, you can see what you've used, what you've used it on. So like, instead of one thing that I really liked about it actually was normally in your credit card statement, you'll see the transactions and the activity that you've done. And it's like very, very confusing what you actually did for this purchase. Like it'll tell you the mm-hmm. price and then it'll say some random, like, I can't even think of an example. They're all so weird, but you it's don't really know what they are. It never says like the yeah. business name ever. Like, yeah, but yeah, so Apple is using a bunch of I don't know, technologies to kind of decipher what those things are and give you a real look at what you've what your transactions were with. So there's a lot of neat, interesting kind of, I don't want to say innovations, but just changes to like a credit card system. So that's cool. But still, I can't, it's so weird that it's a credit card from Apple. I mean, like, we had heard the rumors, and, like, everyone was like, oh, like, the Apple credit card, like, you think of Apple and disrupting different markets and industries, and this is cool, but, I, I don't know, it has this cool factor, like, yeah, like, it's cool, like, I want one, but, like, I don't know what's really revolutionary about it. I guess their big thing is, well, we'll give you daily cash back, so if you buy anything through Apple, which, this is also vague, is it anything through the physical Apple store, or is it anything associated with Apple, like, uh, iCloud storage or Apple Music. Do we know mm. what what gets that three percent? Uh, I don't know. I, I think didn't see anything. Yeah, I think it's anything Apple. Because but I maybe it's only retail. I guess it it would make sense if it was the services too. I I guess that would make sense. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just what's available in the retail store. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but I had read a tweet from someone that said that you can't even use. Uh, Apple Pay to pay for things that require a credit card in the App Store. Is it App Store or like Apple subscriptions? Like you couldn't pay for Apple Music with Apple Pay. Am I crazy or is that right? No, that's true. You need an iTunes account. Which that's Mm -hmm. weird. Yeah, that's really weird. 
Um, so yeah, you get 3% on Apple. I think Apple. that will all change probably. Or maybe this is like a, a way for them to kind of get you into there. Like you're basically using Apple Pay, but it's just the Apple credit card. So you can use it more, I guess. I don't know. Right. 3% back on Apple stuff, uh, 2% on everything else. So you get like this daily cash back, which isn't revolutionary. It's not even one of the better cash back programs out there. It's fine. Um, but you get it in the form of like a daily allowance. Like here's a little bit of cash back for this, for that. Um, right. So that- yeah, it's, it's instant, which is kind of nice. So you don't, you don't have, I, I know for like my discover card, I get cash back and it shows up there pretty much every day if I use the card, but I have to like, I have to either use it in in the Discover like store basically and use it for whatever they want me to use, or I can like apply it to my bill, which is what I usually do. With this card, you can just it goes into that Apple what is it called? The Apple Cash. It goes into the Apple Cash card, and you can just use it for whatever. So that's, that's cool. Nice. Um, by the way, some finute. I don't even know. Is that even the right word? Minute details. I don't. Even, <laughs> I'm, I'm creating minute, words. Minute. I'm creating words. Uh. So Apple's saying no fees. Um, interest rates, by the way, we're learning now vary from 13, about 13% to 24% based on your credit score. We don't know anything about... Um, typical. Yeah. We, have, we know yeah. the reward system, daily cash. We don't know about um, the credit level. That's going to depend on your credit score, but... That's it, all credit, it, yeah. Yeah, it looks interesting. And I, but I want to... The big advantage here that everyone kind of knows, and especially I think all of us use, is Apple Pay. And... It's not so much the credit card isn't cool, but like just to see Apple like continuing to work on expanding Apple Pay and the Apple Pay infrastructure in the system, that's really cool. And the advantages you do have with this as well is as long as you don't opt for that, well, I guess even if you opt for that super nice titanium card, is that it will randomly generate a different um, number for each transaction, which is cool. And there's no way to get your card skimmed or your information stolen. It's uh, contactless, so there's no worry of that happening. You just basically touch your phone to the reader and it works. I know that I shop pretty much like 95% of the stores I go to all accept Apple Pay, which is great. Um, so it's it's cool. It's it's exciting. It's something that we had heard about, but there, Apple always has a way of making something that seems so boring seem so interesting and you just want to buy it. I will say right away, my favorite part about the Apple card is the titanium card. It looks so nice. Yeah. Like, I think we all want one. They did a little trailer just for that. Yeah, well, there were people within our our little viewing party that we watched it in that were really hyped by that card. That were ready to go yeah. pick it up like the same day. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not gonna lie. When they were doing the announcement, I was sitting there going, "I have more card. Like, why do I want this?" And as it kept going, I don't know what weird like psychic powers Apple has, but they could announce something, and I could be sitting there going, "Why would I ever want this?" And halfway through the announcement, I'm going, "Well, I guess I should have that." And that's exactly how I started feeling about the Apple card. I was like, the first thing they said, I was like, oh, okay, I guess that's something. Halfway through, I was like, you know, it wouldn't be bad to have this. It's, it's implemented in your phone. Just Apple Pay has makes sense. Then they show that titanium card. I'm like, well, how do I get it? <laughs> how much is this card going to yeah, be? Free. You guys think? 100 bucks? 200 bucks? Nah, it's free. It comes, it comes with it. I don't think so. Because they, no, 100%. Because they said uh, the card, the, the catch is how they get how they pay you back for that card basically like is that when you use the card, the physical card, you only get 1% cash back. Right. So you're basically they're they're saving money on that. They don't have to pay you much. So they just give you the card for free. They probably actually hope that you use the card. So they don't have to give you cash back that card. I'm looking at the picture now on Mac rumors. It is just like such a status symbol. It's like, check out my yeah. cool titanium like card. card that has no credit card number on it, by the way, which that's cool. Um, yep. it all lives within the wallet app on your iOS device. Uh, but it looks cool. I don't know. You guys sign it up? Yeah, I'm going to sign up. But it's like I already have credit cards, so it's like it's just another credit card. I could see if you're like don't have any credit cards and you're one of those people, then you probably want to get one. Um, or if you just have like the worst credit in the world, then you probably want to get one. But other than that, <laughs> it's like it doesn't really hurt you to get one and just like even if you don't use it, like whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect that much so yeah i'll probably just get one i I'm, I'm probably gonna get one just out of the curiosity of like this whole like service and how it works and everything but i probably wouldn't use it a bunch like it's not gonna be on my my main credit card but it's interesting 
I will also yeah, say it also depend like what the limit is and like what the percentage, what your APR is and whatever. Yeah. So that that all comes into play also, but that's that varies person to person. Also, I think if you're like looking to get this card just for like the automatic transaction like display, like to be able to see, oh, I spent this much at this place and this much at another. It's nice, but there are third party apps like Mint that'll do that for you for free. So right, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's I mean, true. besides like a ding well i don't even know like there really is no downside i mean if you want another credit card you can get it's not going to cost you anything to get a credit card yeah. so i mean it doesn't really you know if you want it great get it if not then it doesn't affect you in any way not to have it so so if i switch my apple like my iphone upgrade program to an apple card does that mean every month i get three percent that's what I, I was asking about that the other day program? uh i think since the the upgrade program doesn't go through Apple, you probably only get two percent. But I'm pretty sure you can just put that on the credit card, and it would still give you give you the money back. So yeah, that's mm. what I'm gonna do. Put my rent on there. Put all kinds of stuff. On there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, two percent is two percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two percent of rent is not a bad amount. It's not a bad amount at all. Yeah. No. No. I agree with you there. That's a good move. Yeah. That's a good move. As we're saying this, everybody else with the credit card that gives them higher cash back is like, yeah. uh, guys. I saw like someone had like on Reddit a whole breakdown of like, here's like the best rewards programs for cards. And I think like there's like a city card that has like three or four percent. I mean, this is not some revolutionary reward no. system, but it's not yeah, horrible. Nothing crazy with it. Well, I think the more interesting thing is like why they're doing it. This is not like on the surface level, it's like, oh, they just have another thing because they can, but I think this is even more obvious that Apple's trying to make the all-encompassing ecosystem where you literally never have to go outside of Apple. Yep. And this is just another step to do that. And guess what? We're all signing up for it. I, think, I know. We fell right into the trap. And yeah. I'm not complaining. I think this is just well, kind if of... if it works and it gives you kind of some benefits, then why not? That's yeah. kind of Apple's goal. And if it works, then for the consumer, then... Good for them, I guess. I don't see a huge negative to this. That's my thing. The, the only negative right. is if you don't know how to control a credit card. And that's yeah, on you. Right. It's that's, on Apple. That's all you, yeah. Yeah. So I don't see a huge negative here. So I'm, I'm, I'm all in for the Apple card. At the very least, the titanium thing looks freaking badass. Yeah. And you can show you can show off uh, the card on on video because it doesn't have any numbers on it or anything. So Ooh, good point. you just show this thing off anywhere. No, you don't have to worry about it at all. And you can flex that you have the Apple card. Exactly. <laughs> but you, you know in... Six months are going to come out with the space gray one, and that's the more elite version. The business and card. I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, the equivalent the of the black card. Space gray. Yeah, yeah, it's their new black card. It looks I'm cool. I'm, I'm looking at that image. It looks cool. We've talked so long about the Apple card. Can we just? I know, but we... I mean, it's it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. It's it's the most out of left field thing that we saw from the event. We weren't expecting it. Yeah, okay. but. We were we expecting on. some of the other stuff. Yeah, let's so, move on. Can I? I want to take the next one because the next the oh, next announcement yeah. was my favorite, which was Apple right. Arcade. Yep, Apple Arcade was my favorite thing that got announced, and I think that's just because of like one. I I think I play the most video games out of everybody in the office. I think. Yeah, yep. I would say so. Probably. Uh, but I'm all in on this like all digital gaming world, like. What Google's trying to do with Stadia, um, Xbox is trying to do with Game Pass and stuff like that. Like I'm all in for all these things. So Apple jumping into it with Apple Arcade, like their own service of mobile only games, is I think kind of cool. And like the trailer they showed off with some of the games that were being worked on, they look great. Yeah. Like there's that one of like the they're taking pictures of like their little sets and they just put the digital yeah, cool. on the picture. That looked awesome. Um so I, I think Arcade sounds like a really cool... Obviously, we didn't get a pricing, though. So <laughs> who knows what it could be monthly. It could be almost too expensive to make it worth it. But right now, I'm all in for like this digital arcade thing that has all these mobile games that you would normally have to pay like maybe $10 for originally. And maybe you're going to pay like 7 8 bucks a month for. Like I don't, I don't mind that. I think it's pretty cool. And if it gives developers like a better way of like a safer way, I guess, of developing games. They know it's going to go on like the arcade store and anybody can play it. It doesn't have like some, some huge like price point ahead of it. Like I, I think it's kind of healthy for that industry, you know? Yeah, for sure. Especially for the mobile world, because it's all, uh, I think part of the reason why I don't play games on my phone a lot of the time is because every time you download mm -hmm. a new game, it's an ad first, you play one level, you get another ad, 
you play another level, you get another ad, and then it's like, all right, your time's run out. Buy some coins so you can like continue playing, or wait another twenty minutes and then you can come back. It's like that's yeah. just it's complete garbage. So and and if it doesn't clean, have that, that it up. has all of those in-app purchases you have to deal with too. In-app purchases or the game itself is like ten bucks, which, I mean, I'm okay paying for games, but there's something about I know these games aren't necessarily as immersive as the games that I like playing like on console or on PC. And for me, I just don't really care enough to pay 10 bucks for mm-hmm, a game. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I, I know there's people out there who do. So, you know, good for them. But <laughs> I think this opens it up. This opens it up for the most people to see the most games, which is good yeah. for developers. Exactly. I think it's great. I think the only interesting thing is like, what is the payout to developers? Like, are, are developers being played on the amount of people playing the app? Like, the amount of time spent in the app? Like, how are they paid? Because, like, Let's be honest, mobile games are not games that you sit down and play for six hours. You know, right. they are games you play for 10 minutes, then move on. And I'm like, if they're if they're dependent on like the time pay, and that kind of sucks for them. Because I know there's a lot of like games that started on mobile that made a good amount of money, but majority of the revenue came from when they put it like on Steam for PC or they put it on the Switch. Like the moment they made that move over, they made way more money in the end. And it's like, is while arcade is really interesting. Could that end up hurting developers since they can't go onto Steam or onto the Switch or the Xbox or the PS4 because they're locked down now to just being on iOS devices? And that also means they can't be on Android devices either. Yeah, it was the rumor that we saw was that the developers for those games were being paid by the amount of time that a person spent inside of the game. We don't know if that's true or not, but that double-edged sword like that's great that you're in that arcade ecosystem and someone could download it but if they're spending two minutes in the game that's not great so yeah but it also well so this isn't going to be available until the fall of 2019 so it's not coming out really anytime soon we've still got at least four or five months before we see something about on this i would assume when the new iphone comes out that's kind of when we'll see it come out right um and I would also assume that WWDC in June we'll see we'll hear a lot more about this because because yeah like you said like how are people going to get their games into this are are they going to get paid per play per minute like th- that's all stuff that needs to be worked out with developers this is kind of an interesting thing for them to announce because it's it's like all the developers didn't know about it and then now they're just like well this is what we're doing now so <laughs> so get used to it. Um, so I yeah we're just there's a lot to unpack here that we still have to figure out, but the idea I think is still cool. Kind of cool as well that it's on iOS, on macOS, and even on Apple TV, which I know mm-hmm. Apple yep. has like That's really neat. has long been trying to get the App Store and specifically games on the Apple TV to like be like this next big thing. Which I think we all played like that one game like Crossy Bird or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. that's like the one cool Apple TV game. And then that was kind of it. So do you guys think that Apple Arcade will revitalize the Apple TV gaming ecosystem? Probably not. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not expecting that, but it's cool that it's on there. That's about it. The bigger question is, how much is this going to cost? 10 bucks a month? I think it'll be 10 bucks. I think it's going to be 10. It should cost like seven because like xbox game pass which is a very similar service is ten dollars a month but you're getting triple a title full console games right that are like meant to be played for you know 20 to 40 hours while over here you're getting mobile games that are meant to be played for like 30 minutes so i don't know i feel like yeah i I have a feeling it's just yeah but i just have a feeling it's gonna be 10 bucks like to me, ten bucks for those magazine apps, like that's crazy. But yeah, they did it. They did it anyways. So what's I don't, no, I don't think they. Yeah, what's that's exactly why I'm expecting ten dollars? What you just said is exactly why I expect ten dollars. What's yeah. the killer price though? Is it like five bucks? Like what's like the no brainer? Like oh, this is great. Like five bucks a month. Like I'm all in. If it was five bucks, I would pay for it. I don't even yeah. care. <laughs> five bucks is one of those things where like, dude, just get it. It's five dollars. Like yeah. That's what you tell all your friends when you're like, yeah, just play this game. Like, oh, but it's on Apple Arcade. Yeah, I know. It's $5. Get it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have a hard time trying to, like, convince people because I'd be like, dude, it's 5 bucks. Who cares? $10, you, it'll, even though it's not that much more money, it's like, it feels more like a commitment. 
<laughs> right, and it like feels like it starts this. to add up, even yeah. though it's only it's only five dollar difference. Like then I start calculating all the other things I spend ten bucks a month on, and I'm like, ah, it hurts. But five bucks, I'm like, yeah, five bucks, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that's how like, but that's how powerful like that that marketing strategy yeah. is. The fact yeah, that it's, it's all not much more money, but the fact that I can say, well, I get Netflix for ten, and I have Hulu for ten, and I have this for ten, and that for ten, and yeah, why am I paying ten for this too? You know. Yep. That's yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I think it has potential. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what developers are going to think about this. That's the more, more interesting thing. But I have a feeling there'll be quite a bit on board and glad to see it. Someone's I mean, going to do some breakdown in a couple of months. Like, here's how much I made when I priced my app at 99 cents. Yeah. Here's how much I made when I had ads in the game and it was free. And here's how much I made from being on Apple Arcade. I, I'm, I'm not much of an iOS gamer or gamer in general, but I am super interested to see how this plays out. Yeah. Well... I'm sure we'll hear more about it at WWDC in like what two months. So yeah, so stay tuned for that. But they kind of they didn't really run or they didn't really like speed over the arcade stuff. But for the entire event, we were all just waiting for the TV stuff. We knew that was what was coming, yeah. and they finally finally got to the TV stuff. First, they announced it, the the way they announced it was kind of weird. They the new TV app. And the way they announced it made it sound like this was a totally new thing. Like they, this is all new. We're like, this is, this is the best thing for the TV. You've never seen this before, but really it's just a redesigned app with like a different name. It's actually the same name, but like there's really nothing different here. Um, so it's got a, basically what you could do in the TV app before is it was a aggregator of all these different services. Now they call them Apple TV channels. So like Showtime, HBO, uh, history channel, like those kind of things, which traditionally are just different apps. Now I'm pretty sure it still works the same way, but instead of seeing them on your home screen and you have to go into each individual app, you just go into the TV app and then it'll show you everything from all those different channels. And that's not new. The TV app already did that. The one thing that it doesn't have is Netflix, which is very annoying. It's the main reason why I don't use the TV app very often. But yeah, there's really nothing new there. Um, do you guys, well, Jesse, I don't think you have an Apple TV, but Berta, do you use the TV app? When the TV, the when the TV app works, it actually works really well. So if I'm watching something in Showtime or HBO or Hulu or even Amazon Prime Video, like everywhere else but Netflix, like you said, it actually works really well. Like it'll sync across your different devices. So it'll know like if I watch something in the browser, here's where you are in that show now. When it works, it works well. But like you said, I think it's very confusing. Like no one, I feel like the average person has no idea what that TV app icon on their computer is, or on their phone rather, is even for. And I don't know if now, if it's ever even better. I still don't know if you could really explain to someone, here's what that TV app does. I guess it's a little bit more clear and it's a little bit more feature packed, but it's still kind of weird because I think everyone is like, oh, where do I go for these Apple shows? It's like, oh, it's in here, but there's also these things and you can buy these add-ons. It was just weird. Yeah, it's like, it's it's one of those things, like I, I get the idea and it does work, like you said, but you have to know how to use it and explaining it, it's, I guess the best way to explain it is like, you know how when you go and you're trying to find a show, there's like a bunch of apps? Well, this will just let you see it all in one place. <laughs> there's um, also... But, I was gonna say, but it doesn't have Netflix, which is, oh, it's that that's frustrating because... Netflix is one of the biggest ones out there and it just makes me leave that TV app. And then I, most of the time I just don't go back into it because I'm already out of it. The one thing that Matt and I were trying to figure out this week is because we have this lovely time of carpooling for like two hours a day. So we always just like bounce random Apple theories off the board. What <laughs> is the deal with uh, iTunes? Cause there was like that phrase mentioned like, Oh, you can get iTunes movies in the TV app. So does that mean that the iTunes app is now kind of irrelevant for TV shows and movies since you can get them through the TV app? Yeah, I, th I think so. I think everything is moving in. So if you look at the screenshots that they've showed, you have Watch Now, which is basically the area where it'll show you like its recommendations, what you have watched in the past, what you have coming up next. So that's kind of like the aggregator. Then you have Movies, which is... Basically, I'm assuming like the movie app that you have on the Apple TV right now. Right. And same thing for TV shows. And then you have sports, which 
I think it already does, but basically it'll show you all the sports stuff from all the channels that you have and a few others. So I'm pretty sure the idea is that you get into the TV app and you don't have to leave it at all unless unless you want Netflix. I wonder what Apple's going to do if they're going to run into issues of like, if you can get, like if you go to the TV shows, like a little menu and you wanted to search for, I have no idea, like house and you could either buy the show through iTunes or you could stream it through like Netflix, for example. I wonder how they're going to push that. Are they going to push the free option for the service you already pay for? Or are they going to try to get you to buy it through iTunes? Well, the way they do it now, I mean, that, that's how it works now. So you search for a show. It'll bring up all the different areas or all the different places where you can watch it. It'll tell you how much it costs. And usually I think buying it is the first option. But then usually you have like Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, whatever next to it. So, um, yeah, I don't think they're really trying to push people buying these shows anymore. I think now they're just trying to get you into their service. So I guess you would use the Apple TV plus, which we'll talk about in a second. But I think the more interesting thing about this whole TV TV app is that it's going to be available on pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. So up until now, it's been available on your Apple TV box. But now you're going to be able to get it on built into your Samsung, LG, Vizio, Sony TVs. So those are smart TVs that have apps built in, right? You'll now have the Apple TV app there. You'll also have it on Roku and Fire Stick. So Apple basically just killed their own Apple TV box, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, would you what, like what's the reason to buy an Apple TV now if it's going to be available on everything? I, I was just going to say, like, I don't see the appeal of the apple tv anymore i mean not the tv app was a huge appeal to me because while i don't have a current apple tv i did have one before and i had it when the tv app came out and like you i didn't understand it because i didn't have netflix i'm like i'm not going to use this like what this is a great idea but since it doesn't have netflix i don't care about it at all so i think i opened it right. twice you know so it wasn't like the, the tv app was a huge draw for me but the fact that even that now is on everything it's like okay what exclusive, what thing am I getting from the Apple TV that I'm not getting from everything else? Like the fire stick I have now costs way less and is also 4k HDR. So it's not a picture quality thing. You know, it's not a sound quality thing. I think the one thing that it does have that I'm probably wrong, but I think nothing else has is Dolby Atmos. Uh, I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure one of the Roku boxes has uh, Atmos. Let me search. But continue what you're saying. The only other thing no, I can just, think of, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Jesse. Um, the only other thing I can think of is games. Like if this arcade thing really is big, then I guess that's an advantage for the Apple TV because you have that, that app store. True. But there isn't really any app on the TVOS app store that is really worth the $150 or 200 bucks or whatever you're going to spend on the Apple TV. There is no app worth that, that, that amount of money. And I will say though that the Apple TV is the most is the best looking box. It is the yeah. best looking controller. Maybe not the best working, but that's looking. And it's the best looking UI. Yes. Like, when it comes to design on the Apple TV in general, it is the top when it comes to everything. But in, I guess in my question is, am I going to spend that much money just for a design? And at that point, it's a no, because I don't spend a lot of time in the UI. I spend the time in the app that is not made by Apple. When I open up Netflix, it's now whatever Netflix designed. And that looks uniform on everything. So I just don't care anymore. You know? Unless you wanted Siri, I guess. But I don't know what real no. big advantage Siri has on the Apple TV. No. The other question also, what I know that the Apple TV is the HomeKit hub. Is the right. HomePod, is, can it also be a HomeKit hub? I'm pretty sure the HomePod is a hub also. Yeah. But we also yeah. learned that HomeKit is coming to, is it, only LG. It's like one of the TV manufacturers is getting HomeKit out of all the things. So now it's like confusing. It might be LG. Yeah. So now it's like so you had the Apple TV. Oh, it did was the HomeKit hub. It had AirPlay. It did this and that. Now with all this kind of going to other devices, I don't I don't know. Besides, like there's some killer app or some killer game or the UI, like Jesse said. I don't know why you'd really want that Apple TV hardware because you are really paying a premium. In some cases, you're paying like double or triple what you could get. Um, if you want like a Fire Stick or a Roku or something like that. I mean, I think yeah. at this point, it's more for Apple just being like, look at, 
The real draw for us now is Apple TV Plus, which obviously we're going to get into like what exactly that is. But I think that's their bigger draw now. It's like, okay, we care less we buy the box, just subscribe to our service because that's where the real money right. is. Yep. So they're probably just like, okay, we get it. Um, there's other boxes available. Uh, we don't run this market. So here, we'll just put the app everywhere. So that way when we do, when the service is finally out, everyone can get the service. It's not going to be locked into just Apple TV. And yeah, like, so it would be maximize amount of eyes that can spend money on us. Yeah, the, I, I think that's they they obviously tried to compete with just hardware. It didn't really work. I mean, it worked fine, but it didn't work like the way Apple likes things to work. It's not the so, iPad. Yeah. So this is the next step. And I think that's fine. I would probably buy the Apple TV because uh, I I can't stand the interface of Roku and I can't Amazon. stand the interface of Amazon. And I know, like, most of the time I'm watching stuff, but, like, I just can't stand those interfaces. So, like, you know, I, I see that, but that's really about it. Other than that, I really wouldn't care. Um, mm -hmm. it's and I don't want that either. That makes complete right. sense to me. Right. And, but more importantly, if I bought a new TV, let's say I got a new LG OLED TV, and it actually has built-in apps that work right like you can actually you can actually interface with them and they launch relatively quickly and it gives you everything you need i probably wouldn't even buy a box to be honest i would just use the one that's built in it started as a hobby it's gonna die as a hobby <laughs> it's kind of going back to that hobby state which is it's fine because of apple tv plus the new Woo! streaming service that we've been hearing about man it's been rumored for it seems like years it seems like since 2017 we started hearing rumors about <laughs> apple was in yeah uh, working with this company they were getting this executive so bottom line is that yes apple now has in some form a streaming service called apple tv plus they've partnered with big name Hollywood executives and actors and actresses like J.J. Abrams, um, Steven Spielberg, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, uh, Steve Carell, just to name a few. Oprah is on there as well. There is going to be like this content network that Apple is hosting, Apple is funding, that is going to allow these executives and these actors and actresses to put their content. It sounds like passion projects almost on this Apple streaming service. We heard a lot of like really great, like vague things like Apple's empowering us and this is really great. We have obviously no one said it, but like Apple's putting a bunch of money into these shows. They're going to probably look great, <laughs> but we don't really know when it, we know vaguely it's going to come out in the fall. We have no idea on price or even how many shows or TV shows, or, sorry, not shows, but movies or TV shows, like how much it's even launching with. So we kind of know a lot, but we don't also at the same time know much at all. So Initial thoughts, guys. What do you think about Apple TV Plus? Actually, real quick, I think we just got a list of. Let me go look for it real quick. I, I can't, I'm trying to figure out where I saw it. A list of everything that's launching with oh, the nice. service. So, oh, wow. let me see if I can find it real quick. But perfect timing. You guys can. You guys continue. I, I will say right away that the because what this like, it seemed like the longest part of the presentation was each of the like directors and actors and actresses that came out to pitch basically give us a narrated version of their trailer it was so long and so boring i just started like going like oh i couldn't you just have made a trailer for each one of these shows and just shown it off because at this point i just don't care anymore but i will say the jason momoa show sounds the coolest that that show sounds really interesting about all the yeah, blind people that one that was an interesting premise and i want to see it the yeah. other ones, I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll probably watch it or I'll try it out at least. But this is the, that was the one where I was like, ooh, that sounds really cool. Like that yeah, could I'm be a good show. See, that was the one yeah. that actually bored me most. Like that was the one I could could not care less Dang about. It, Robert, I want to see the the morning show as a broadcast journalism graduate. <laughs> I know the inner workings of that, so that seems interesting to me. Did um, you love Newsroom? Was that yeah? Like newsroom your was show? Newsroom was fantastic. It was fantastic. So I did I like assume. Newsroom. So this is like a, a rebirth of that. Um, there you go. I but, will say too that the Sesame Street like coding show for kids that's yeah, amazing. That's, cool. that's super yeah. cool. Like obviously I'm not gonna watch it, but that's amazing. Like that's awesome for like parents right now. That's yeah. get your kids in front of your dang Apple TV and have them watch the coding show because they should learn how to code now. Like it's true. Yeah, they got they they sucked in the kids with that one. So all right, I I might have been a little delusional. I can't find whatever I saw. So you're delusional. If I find it, if I, <laughs> 
I think I found, I found if I find it, I'll let you know. I think I found something that I found a Macworld article, and I'm just gonna quickly like they have like a big synopsis on all these different things. I'm just gonna list them. So they have, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I'm just gonna go through amazing stories. Spielberg one. We've got the morning show. That's the Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell one. We've got C, which that is the one by Jason Momoa. That's the one. Um, we've got a Little America, uh, Helps Helpsters, which is the one with um, Sesame Street, Little Voice for All Mankind. Truth be told, I mean, I don't want to run through all these, but it seems like if this Macworld article is correct, there is actually a good number of shows that's launching with um, the service. Looks like now were all 15, of these 20? shows or were some of these movies? Because I I couldn't tell from the the announcement if they were all TV shows or not. You know, I'm looking right now. I think some of these are documentaries, and I can't actually tell what these other ones are. Yeah. So when Oprah came out, she said she has some docu- documentaries that she's working on. So I would consider yes. that kind of movie documentary thing. Um, the the one that I wasn't sure of that sounded like a TV show, but I'm pretty sure is a movie is Little America. That's the one with Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah. Uh, he talked about uh, he talked forever about the show, but that, that, it sounded <laughs> interesting. It sounded interesting, but the way he explained it made it sound like it was a TV show. But as I'm like kind of reading, oh no, it is an anthology series. All right, yeah, I, just I remember him farther. saying it was an anthology <laughs> series. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure he said that it was a series, but okay. No, it I found that like list. A good, I, like, I found that list I was looking for. So I'm like, it like kind of has a little synopsis here of every show. Gotcha. So basically, uh, we have I, no idea. I think really. they are shows for the most part, though. I, I think they're mostly shows, for now at least. Um, I guess it makes sense though. Like, I mean, I guess it's a question for you guys, but I feel like with streaming services, I watch more TV shows now than I do movies. Oh yeah, like, for sure. When it comes I, to I rarely watch movies on streaming services. The shows, unless it's like a big one, like Bird Box. Bird Box is the last one I watched. Right. The shows is what's going to get people coming back to the service. Movies, right, yeah. not so much. I feel like also, if you have whatever X amount of dollars to spend on a production, would it make more sense to do a show, even a limited series show, rather than a movie? Um, yeah, I would say so. Yes. Uh, it's kind of a I weird question. I guess in the way of like what you're saying, it's going to keep the most people on the app, then yeah, it does make sense. So I feel, I feel like that's what, that's what's going to get people coming back. So it makes sense to do shows. And these shows, though we don't know much about them, they look really good. They've got big names attached to all of them. They, they seem pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like, like I said, I think the Jason Momoa one interested me the most. But, like, um, Steven Spielberg talking about um, Amazing Fantasies, like, that was interesting. Like, I feel like, again, like another Twilight Zone type show. Like now that we have Black Mirror and now Twilight Zone coming back, like I'm all in for weird TV yeah, shows no, like that. Those seem cool. By the way, I just counted this list, and there is at least 31 different programs coming to the wow. service. That's a lot. I don't know. I don't know if this will all be at launch, but this list has it's pretty extensive, and it has all of that stuff, and then also has um, projects by certain people. So one that I'm very interested in is Justin Lin, who did all the Fast and Furious stuff. So I'm totally down for that. Um, A24, which makes great, great movies. So like Ex Machina, Moonlight, uh, what another? Hereditary, that was A24. Yep. They make awesome stuff. So having some of those productions would be great. I mean, there's a ton of stuff coming to this. So at least one of those shows has to be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, they, they, all, they all seemed, for better or worse, somewhat interesting in, in varying degrees. So I, I don't know. I'm, I am interested... I think what we can talk about, you know, next is kind of pricing. Like we don't know how much it's going to cost, but I think that I will definitely pay for at least a couple of months because the shows genuinely look good and they seem like they're going to be worth paying for. Yeah. That was the one thing I was missing from this whole presentation, but there's not a single trailer for any of these shows, which I think could have sold it a lot more. Uh, And apparently they're like wrapped on, on production for most of these. So I feel like we could have got a trailer, but they did, they kind of tease it at the end for the little Apple TV plus service trailer and they look pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, I think I would pay, I'd pay probably, I'm a sucker. So I'd probably pay 15 bucks for a few months and try it out. Wow, yeah, 15 I, bucks is pretty I, high. I was going to tell you guys, it's pretty high. Yeah. I have a prediction. You talk about the Apple tax, you talk about Apple charging more. What if this is 20 bucks a month? No. 
I could see it. I could totally see it being 20 bucks a month. Yeah, I can see it. I just, I wouldn't pay that. I guess it's just going to depend on how good these shows actually are. That's putting it above, like, even the premium channels, like HBO and, like, stars like that. Those add-ons, like, on the TV shows are, like, 15. So that's saying that, like, Apple's price is above even that. I mean, I feel like $10 is a no-brainer. 15, I think Matt's right. That's probably what it's going to be. I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be ten bucks. Apple Arcade is going to be ten bucks. Apple News Plus is going to be ten bucks, and they're going to be like, "Guess what? We also have a bundle. It's twenty bucks, and you get all three. What about Apple Music? Oh, sorry, forty. Okay, thirty bucks, and you get all four. Yeah. I, they've got to do some <laughs> kind of bundle, and we're going to throw uh, five hundred gigs of iCloud Drive in there too, just because you're paying us already. Um, yeah, not doing that. But <laughs> they have to do. They have to do a bundle. Yeah. But I also could see this very easily being $15 a month. I wouldn't be surprised. That one, and, and even then, I'd probably justify paying 15 for it. Well, okay, yeah, but if the shows are great, or at least a few of them are great, that's, that's worth it. At, at yeah. least for those months where those shows are out. Watch it, cancel. Watch it, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't, don't give the trick out, Matt. That's <laughs> secret. I don't have Netflix or Stranger Things back on. <laughs> there you go. I mean, yeah, but... I, I don't know. I, it was, I was having a conversation with someone about this earlier today, and it's like they're asking me, like, do you think this big bet's going to pay off? It's like, I don't know. It's like in a sense, like there's a lot we don't know. It was a little strange that it's March. We probably won't see this until, you know, sometime in the fall, maybe like September, October, when like the new iPhones come out. But you have to, you know, give it to Apple they're never usually the first to do something, but usually they do it where well, they do actually present something like Apple Music, which was kind of in a catch-up effort to Spotify. They usually do it right, usually. Um, because I know you guys mentioned that in the last episode, we had Planet of the Apps and Carpool Karaoke, which launched in Apple Music, which kind of both face-planted to varying degrees. You could kind yeah. of blame that on the way it was distributed. Apple Music was a weird place to put them in, um, and I don't know if that was like a, let's just see how this does. Let's see if we could actually launch like this big catalog of stuff within Apple music. Maybe that was a clear sign to them that, Hey, we really actually need to get a new app or redesign the TV app or do something because it makes no sense to launch videos inside of music. Um, but they have the cash, they have the Hollywood connections. They already have some of this stuff done. So I, I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think that this is going to put Amazon, Netflix, Hulu on their toes. And if nothing else, it creates more competition, which is, which is good for us at the end of the day. Right. And if there's at least one good show, then that's some good entertainment. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> like that's, that's all I really yeah. care about for these streaming services in the end. You, and you like, got to really, you got to give it to really Apple care too. about the, I don't really care about the, companies i just care about what they're offering and if it's good offerings i don't really care so at least I agree with that. they didn't lock it down to the apple tv they didn't lock it down to the mac you can obviously one of the benefits of owning apple devices is being able to watch these shows on those different devices but even if you're a diehard android and google fanboy you can turn on your tv with your roku or fire stick or your smart tv and watch it which that's give them some credit where credit's due that's that's worth something too Right. Although it is interesting, something I didn't really think about till now, for whatever reason, is that the only place it's not available is Android. Yeah. So if you want to watch it on the go, you need an iOS or a Mac device. So that's kind of their little lock in there. Like they couldn't, they couldn't just make it all the way open. They had to, they had to lock you in a little bit. Um, but I think for Apple, like it's not, it's not crazy for them to expect you to use an iPhone to watch this stuff. No. And the fact that they opened up at all is is a good sign. I can easily see this coming to Android in like a year. I think I think you're right on that one actually. Like giving it like a year or so before it comes out to another to Android. I can see that. Actually, I can see that really well. I mean, they're, they're going to make it in their next it. big their next big like announcement is like, oh, and by the way, yeah, exactly, it's on Android now. Yay, we play nice. Yeah. Like. It's like, you know those shows that you want to watch and you can only watch on TV? Well, you can take it with you anywhere because it's coming to Android. And everybody in the audience that is like <laughs> no one drinking the Kool-Aid will be clapping so hard. Oh, yeah. Like, well, oh that, God, but Apple's then also so it's an nice. Apple event. 
It's also an Apple event, so no one has Android, so they're going to be like, uh, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that, too. I feel like Android people... But they're obviously open to, they're, they're obviously open to that idea because Apple Music is on Android. So it's not like a crazy idea for it to come. I think it's just going to take a little time. But then you have people on Android who are like, oh, Apple, I just refuse to use this just on principle. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's those people are always going to be there, so probably don't pay attention to those people. That's okay. I'll be yeah. watching the Jason Momoa show. So, yeah, pretty, I mean, all in, this is definitely a big deal. Like, this is Apple saying, hey, services is going to be a big priority for us. We're committed to services. There wasn't any hardware announced. There was no air power. Like, this was it. What would you guys, on the, on the scale of, like, this is, like, next-gen iPhone, like, iPhone 10 keynote excitement versus, like, a super boring WWDC where does this rank in terms of cool, exciting announcements that you're excited about? Uh, I was telling you, Robert, uh, the day after, how usually after an Apple event, I'll come home and I'll like try whoever's like home with me that day. I'm like, oh, check out all this stuff that got announced today. I'll do that for pretty much every anything. So if it's a Samsung event, if it's a Google event, whatever, like I, I get excited over that kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh, check out all this cool stuff that got announced today. And for this Apple event, I honestly forgot by the end of the day that the Apple event was in the morning. I didn't care at all. So that was interesting. I've never had that happen before. So for me, it ranked pretty low, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it ranked that low for me, but it wasn't exactly high. It was more like, huh, the streaming server finally got announced. That's cool. Huh, arcade sounds pretty interesting. I hope that that goes really well. And then I was over it. Like, yeah. I just I, I, think, I got over it. I think the big reason for that is because pretty much none of it is actually out today. So if it, if it was all like, oh, here's this new TV service, and guess what? You can sign up for it in half an hour after this announcement. Then, then I probably would have been much more excited. Yeah, how but crazy that, would that like, would have been? I have to wait till the fall. I don't really care because it's not coming anytime soon. So why get why get excited over it? Good point. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of, kind of, it was it was kind of like it, news was like the one thing that launched that day, and it was kind of like meh. No one really cared. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They were, I mean, for for a boring event, there was at least like over fifty minutes uh, of content for us to talk about. So that was pretty good. Uh, any final thoughts? There was a lot there. It was just nothing, nothing super exciting. Final thoughts before we go to a caller, Jesse, Matt. Any final thoughts on this uh, service announcement? I, I'm excited for this caller. I feel like we should just go right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So we actually have a caller. This is really exciting. We have promoted this for the last couple of weeks, and I was kind of like, yeah, no one's gonna call. Maybe you know, it'd be fun to set this up, but we'll see what happens. But we actually got a caller uh, to our Apple Circle hotline. The number for that, by the way, which we'll give away again, uh, is 949-445-0866. We've encouraged you guys to call in. We want to hear from you, what you think of the show, any questions. And we actually got one this week. Take a listen. Hello, Apple Circle. Uh, my name is Cade. I'm calling from Edmond, Oklahoma. Just kind of want to start off by saying that I love y'all's podcast. It's super good. Y'all are funny. You guys obviously know a lot about Apple products, but it's super nice to just get to hear people talk about it because I don't think there's really any podcasts that I know of that are this dedicated to Apple. Um, my question was, uh, I currently have a full Alexa setup um, for my smart home stuff, and since I use all Apple products like iPad Pro, MacBook Pro, iPhone, I was thinking about switching everything to HomeKit. I was looking for suggestions on what you guys would get to get that set up. It's worth it to get an Apple TV. I mean, just kind of what y'all think is the best idea for a home kit set up for smart home. Uh, awesome. Uh, again, I really enjoy the show. Uh, thanks. Cade, that was awesome. Thank you very much for calling first <laughs> off. Cade is the first ever caller to the Apple Circle hotline. That was awesome. That was that was really Made cool. History. It's always cool to hear like, wow, someone's actually listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So that was awesome. I will kid. say too, my favorite part is the fact that he said that we were funny. That's really what mattered <laughs> to me. Like our humor was was talked about. Our days were all made a little bit by Cade. <laughs> so thank you. Oh yeah. Um, so first off, thanks for listening. To answer your question, hmm, home kit. If you want to home kit out your house, what to get? Well, so go ahead, Matt. Here's my question. He he said 
he has Alexa smart home stuff already set up, right? That that I heard that right. Right. Yes. He does have that. So first I would probably just say if everything's just set up, just just go just leave it like that. Don't really touch it. If everything's working and you have everything the way you wanted it, like you're really not gonna get much from HomeKit except for the control and like the home app on your iPhone. So if everything's working, home home stuff can get kind of complicated and annoying. I would probably just leave it, first of all. Second of all, if you do want to just switch it over to HomeKit, make sure the stuff that you have is HomeKit compatible. Right. And if it's not, then kind of go back to that first point. Like, just leave it as it is. It's not worth upgrading everything just because of HomeKit. And probably the way that I would get into it if I wanted to switch to HomeKit is I would get the HomePod because it's the only way. Well, you could do it through your phone, I guess. But it's the main way that I personally control everything with my voice. I think it works really well. The HomePod can hear you from really far away really well. Sounds great. And it controls all your HomeKit stuff. So that's probably the direction I would go. I don't know, Robert, if you have any different thoughts on that. Yeah, my only question, Matt, you might know better than this because we had mentioned it before, is I don't know if the HomePod can act as a HomeKit hub. First off, I'm a little confused. What the HomeKit hub, what does that do? What does that software component do? that basically just gives you like like your home access. So like say, say I am in San Francisco for the day. I live here in Southern California. If I wanted to control stuff remotely, I need something in my house that's going to communicate to all these different products that I have. The home hub, the home kit hub, which the home pod is one, the Apple TV can be one and your iPad can be one. Um, that is what then communicates to the other devices in your house to change them. Does that make sense? Got it. So that's really cool. Yeah. So that is important, obviously. So like Matt said, if you wanted to get into this, I'd probably get a HomePod anyways. And since it'll do the HomeKit um, hub as well, it kind of does does double duty. So that works really well. Um, but like Matt said, I, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is there a real HomeKit advantage as someone who has Amazon devices? I've lived that in that ecosystem. I know that people have the Google ecosystem. I know that HomeKit is growing and if you want to get into it, then you can really like unify and streamline all your devices. But is there anything that really is worth switching to HomeKit for? Or is it more of trouble than it's worth? I think the only benefit you can get out of HomeKit is serious shortcuts. And that's about it. True. Um, if you're going to pick one thing in, in general, uh, it's probably just shortcuts. But if you're not super into serious shortcuts, it's like everything else. Yeah, I think... The the main benefit is I I personally think the interface of using HomeKit products is is a lot better. I think I know Siri kind of sucks for a lot of stuff, but for HomeKit stuff, it actually works really well. And mm-hmm. once you customize it and like set it up, it works well. But yeah, going back to that like very first thing I said, all these things are a pain. So if you have it set up already, I just wouldn't touch it. It works. Just use it. Love it. The Amazon Alexa stuff is fine. Like there's there's yeah. no reason to really go away from it. I, I get the itch. I, I've had that itch before of wanting to like switch everything over, but it's, I don't think it's really worth it. Honestly, I, I will agree with Matt. On this one. If it, if your Alexa stuff's already up and ready and it's good to go, just stay. Uh, but to kind of triple down what everybody else has said, the home pods probably your best bet. Unless you're wired on your internet, then an Apple TV, you can wire that to the, your, your router there. And I mean, lowest latency, well, you, I guess. But still, whatever. Yeah, well, you, the Apple TV, you don't, you don't even need that to be wired. Um, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just, I guess I'm for the latency stuff. There. Yeah, but what, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It, at the same time, it's such a small like whatever. It's like it doesn't matter. Just do the HomePod. Yeah, I would either do. I would do the HomePod because of the voice voice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I would do the Apple TV because then you get all the Apple TV stuff, which is nice. But yeah, I I think we've covered this as as much as we have. <laughs> Hopefully, that was helpful. Um, Hopefully that's helpful. But thanks so much for the question. I mean, that that's awesome to get questions. Definitely livens up this section of the podcast a little bit yeah. more. We can we can actually talk to you guys instead of <laughs> instead of just talking in some <laughs> hypothetical land where yeah. people might be listening. If you, if you guys want to call in, the number by the way again is nine four nine four four five zero eight six six. It's nine four nine four four five zero eight six six. Don't worry, there's no one on the other end. It's gonna go straight to voicemail. 
you, you'll hear my lovely voice or not so lovely voice tell you to leave your name and uh, where you're calling from and your question. We just wanted to hear from you guys. If you have a comment on the podcast, there's something you really like. If you have a question about, hey, should I buy this over this? Uh, I have an issue with my Apple product. Let us know. Um, but call that number. We appreciate it. You can be on the podcast and we can we can answer your question. We can put three minds together to figure out and fix whatever issue you're having or give you some advice or not so much advice like this time, like just leave it and maybe don't, don't bother with uh, HomeKit and stuff. But <laughs> hey, if you want our opinion, give us a call and let us know um, what you think. Perfect. Well, before we get out of here, it's that time. It's trivia time. Take it away. Oh, trivia time. Oh, I thought we were gonna. I thought we were gonna thank the very lovely oh, equipment that we're using right now. Let's do that real quick, and then we'll get into trivia to end it out. So I just uh, had to, I'm here in HQ. I know. I had. I had to just let that play through, and you know, actually, I played <laughs> that sound effect live through the Rodecaster Pro board. This is an amazing piece of tech from the Rode, the company that makes like Rode mics, uh, that lets you mix all your uh, different signals or in inputs rather together you can mix in there as well sound effects you can take calls over bluetooth which is something we're planning to do at one point we're going to take live calls we can do that with the roadcaster pro um and it just lets you do so much fun stuff as well as usb mix minus which is nice so i can talk to matt and jesse and they don't hear themselves back being played back at like a weird delay i didn't have to touch anything road uh, the roadcaster pro just took care of all that we're also using the broadcaster pro so it I'm going to mess this up every time. The Rode <laughs> Procaster it. is the board. The Roadcaster Pro is the mic. We're all using Roadcaster Pro. No. no Rode Procaster. Rode, I'm going to get this wrong every time. Oh, man. Rode makes some incredible stuff. I will, I will forever get tripped up by the naming scheme. Um, but anyways, Why? we're using... But at least the products are great. The products are great. Yes. They work really well. We sound great thanks to the folks at Rode. They've provided us with all the equipment, all the support... All the love that makes this podcast happen each and every week. So thank you very much to Rode um, for their support of the Apple Circle podcast. You can get Rode mics for your phone, your camera, or if you want to do your own podcast, check out the podcast equipment they have. Check it out. Thank you, Rode. And now it is time for some trivia. <laughs> Here it is again with HQ. That's great. Okay. Nice and loud. There we go. Almost done. All right, guys. So today is an all Apple TV based trivia. Ooh. So Ooh. I feel like most of you guys, both of you guys, most of you guys, there's only two of you. I feel like both of you will get most of these. And I say that a lot. I give you guys a lot of hope. You overestimate our ability. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. I, I, I just I have a lot of faith in you guys. OK, so it's all Apple TV based. Uh, but let's see how you do. We have. Let's see how many questions you have here. Um, we have five again, like normal. So here we go. Are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. All right. There was an Apple TV before the Apple TV was a thing. It was released in 1993. What was it called? Wasn't it Macintosh TV? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the one that has... But I, I think the Macintosh TV was released in 1984. I'm just going to stick with it. Though. I'm sticking with it. I don't know Mac what else. Macintosh yeah. TV. It's a safe bet. And you're both correct. See, I told you. You guys get it. And it was released in 1993. Don't worry. Macintosh TV was a 14-inch CRT screen that had a TV tuner card built in. Yep. And that was yep. that. But there was a sequel to the Macintosh TV. Do you know what that was called? Ooh. Ooh, I, I have no idea. Ooh, uh, the Macintosh 20th anniversary. My okay. final answer. I, I, have no, right. I have no final answer, so I'm just going to give this one to Matt. All right. Well, Matt was wrong. <laughs> it was the Apple Interactive Television Box. Oh. oh great name. Great An name. amazing name. Good job, Apple. Uh, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. And here's the next question. When was it released? Oof. 19 that sounds like a go ahead Bruno. i don't even that sounds like a really like weird like transition it, product that sounds like a a 97 kind of product maybe i'm gonna say 95 i'm gonna say nine i'm gonna say 95 as well all right 
It was actually released in 94, just one year later. (laughs) They made a quick change. Like, you know what? This Megatosh TV ain't working out. You know what? Let's just make the name longer and less sketchy. (laughs) That'll work. But guess what? It it didn't work. And there was a third version of this in the trilogy (laughs) of before Apple TV, Apple TV boxes. Do you know what that one was called? (laughs) Hmm. I have, again, zero idea. Macintosh 20th anniversary. Final answer. You guys stick with that, huh, Ralph? Yeah. Or Matt? I called you Ralph. Wow. Older <laughs> person. <laughs> Anyways, Robert, you got at least. An, a, a, I'm going to uh, say it was yes. the Apple Macintosh television mobile. I don't know. Something random. I have no idea. I mean, I like that you're going with the uh, the weird name here because this one does have a weird name. It's the Apple ba- Bondi Bandai. Pippin. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Pippin was a game console with a yeah. network computer attached to it. Got it. But it was technically part of the Macintosh TV line before the Apple TV was a thing. Now, after the Bandai Pippin came out, there was tons of years before the now Hobby ITV was announced. Now, which obviously that was changed to Apple TV. On what day? Was the Apple oh. TV released? Released or announced? No, released. See, because it was announced. I picked release because the announcement date's uh, easier. Remember, January twenty third, two thousand seven. Well, Berto's kind of cheating because he literally just made a video all about the Apple TV. I did research this. I know it was. I think I know it was January two thousand seven. I'm just gonna say January twenty third. I have no idea. All right, I'm sticking with January two thousand seven. So let's say seventeenth. So, Berto got one thing right with January. January 9th, ah. 2007, was when they started taking pre-orders for the Apple TV. Mm. ITV was announced on September 12, 2006. Right. But the Apple TV first shipped on March 21st, 2007. <sighs> All right, well, close enough. So, so you, not, we're not you really were close, super but... close. You were super close. I remember reality, for the research Berto, on this. If, if Apple was like... With their iPhones, they would have pre-ordered January 9th and probably released January 23rd. Yeah. <laughs> so you would have been probably right. I mean, there's a couple years ahead on that. A couple <laughs> years ahead. A couple years ahead. But that is our Apple TV version of trivia today. There you and go. Really weird episode of the podcast. Hey, we got, you know what? Hey, we covered a lot. We covered a yeah. lot. This was a long episode. We talked. I'm tired. We were very thorough. Um, and now it's your guys' turn. If you have an opinion on anything announced on that Apple event on Monday or you have very strong feelings on the Apple TV, let us know. Either call the number, you can let us know on Twitter, on Instagram. We want to hear from you. If you made it this far on the podcast, you are so dedicated. I know Brad Caldwell? Cadwell? Got it, Caldwell. For yeah. sure Brad is still listening. Brad, I don't know. You are <laughs> you are a super fan. I always see his tweets. He, he always gets the little secret word at the end. Um... So, Brad, thank you very much for listening. Uh, but what's do we do? We do a secret word, or are we just wrapping this up? I mean, we are well, over I, an hour I, here. I already have a super secret word. There we go. I have one set aside. You ready? Ready. Yep. If you made it to this point in the podcast, tweet at us, Jason Momoa. <laughs> we'll know that you made it to the end. There we go. There we go. Yep. <laughs> All right, continue, Virgil. Close us out. I think so. I think that's it, uh, guys. Thanks for a wonderful, riveting discussion on the wonderful world of Apple. We will be back next week. We're trying to be better about this. There's been some weird behind the scenes stuff, but we should be back next week talking about Apple, talking about news. Uh, we'll have some AirPods uh, information from Matt, who has AirPods too. Next week, we'll hear how good they actually are. Maybe he'll give us a podcast review of those. And maybe by we next week, that. maybe AirPower will be out. Who knows? It'll be a <laughs> wild week. We'll see what happens. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Apple Circle Podcast. <laughs>